0: Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Get Wrecked. I'm your host for this episode, Jared, and I'm excited to introduce my guests. But before that, if this is your first episode of Get Wrecked and you don't know what we do here, what we do is myself and the other two co-hosts, either Kai and Ben, will be joined by another individual, either a fellow podcaster, streamer, or friend of the show. And what we'll do is they'll recommend us a game to play, and then we'll recommend them a game to play, and then we'll just come together here and talk about both of those games. You know, like our backlogs are full of games that we've missed, either like Hidden Gems or there's there's so many games. It's it's easy to miss some of these for for any reason. So this this podcast and this show specifically is just a good excuse to tackle some of those games that maybe we won't we won't have usually. Um, but I'm very excited to introduce my guest for today. The streaming sensation herself, Ozzy Maple Leaf. Maple, how the hell are you doing? How's it going? Uh,
1: really good, really good uh, kind of. Woke up and just trying <laughs> through the last of the game actually this morning, but oh, that, nice. that really good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Um, but yeah, if the people at home don't know about you or who you are or anything like that, tell them what you do, what you stream usually, kind of the games you play and everything.
1: Um. Yeah. So I'm an Australian small streamer. I play many games, anything from JRPGs, <laughs> action. I'm not very good at first-person shooters, but I'll play them. Um, I just don't like platformers. <laughs> um, oh, so, sorry,
0: sorry, Pinecone. You're the hater of platformers over here.
1: Yep. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> platformers are not my forte, but I play a wide range of games on a wide range of consoles. Um, and yeah, I've been at streaming for about a year and a bit now.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I was actually curious. Mm-hmm. Go, kind of what got you into streaming in the first place?
1: Um well, this is oh, how many attempts? This is like my third or fourth attempt at te- this te- attempt te- number I three or four. Yeah, so I used to watch like youtubers like mm-hmm. um Jacksepticeye, Jack High, Captain Sparkles, yeah. those sort of people, and I wanted to be like them. So I tried YouTube first with a few friends that failed. And then I found Twitch eventually, and I was watching a person who used to exclusively play, like, Batman games and all of that, and then I wanted to try that, and I tried a couple of times on my old account, and then, I don't know, sometime last year during lockdown, I was watching a few Minecraft streamers, I'm like, you know what, let's try this again. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's
1: try it again, and it has worked out so far.
0: That's awesome. I feel like that always happens. I feel like we always go through like multiple iterations because, like, we've had—I've had a couple podcasts before that I tried streaming. Even it was just like trying to stream through consoles, like through the Xbox itself, and it never really like worked. Well, we definitely want to get into streaming. I think once I get—I was like before the show—I'm kind of building a PC at the moment. I think once I get that all done, we're gonna start streaming for the podcast and everything. We'll probably stream games for the podcast and, and other things, but. I'm excited i've met so many cool people just from being in the twitch ecosystem from like pinecones community meeting you and everybody there that it's just like i want to meet new friends it's just a cool way to meet people it's awesome
1: it really is a cool way to meet people like i obviously met you through pinecone stream i've met Mm -hmm. a few people through my own stream it's been great i mean we made the chaos crew the whole chaos
0: crew the chaos (laughs) crew I feel like i need to design yeah. like a a, a a a sticker or an emote that says chaos crew or something and then we can use that whenever we're in it in someone's stream
1: yeah i'll I'll find one i I will get one commissioned at one point then
0: <laughs> so we can have official like memorabilia we'll have like uniforms too we'll come to each stream with like uniforms on chaos crew t-shirts
1: yeah <laughs> i'll let lunas design that one
0: yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah what kind of games have you been playing whether for your stream specifically or just uh, just off camera have you been playing anything specifically recently
1: um well on stream i have been playing the batman arkham series currently up to batman arkham knight which actually we're at the very like
0: so close
1: no like i'm at the last i need one more mission to be completed and then i'm at nightfall and i'm kind of sad about that but i have dlc so we have dlcs to go through
0: you have dlc to go to okay okay so it's not it's not over just yet you still have a little bit more content to go through before you move on are you gonna fully do all the dlc and stuff before you move on to gotham knights
1: uh before yeah i'm going to finish the dlc like i want to get the dlc i have a couple of days next week before the drop of the game Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna try and do the dlc just so it's done and like because i can't I love this series so much I need to finish it <laughs>
0: you can't just leave you can't just leave it there you gotta experience uh-huh. all of it and get it all out there.
1: yeah even though I, I mean, this is the first time I've ever played through Gotham Ni- uh, no, Arkham Knights because it looked really bad when I first brought it like I still have the original oh, case for the um PC version but it ran like shit so I oh, no. put it down and I did <laughs> not pick it back up until this year. <laughs>
0: Oh, so this is the first um, time you're actually playing through it fully.
1: Yes, yes, it is. So it's been completely so cool. blind run through. <laughs> um and off stream I have been playing a little indie game called Potion Permit, which is kind of a Stardew Valley. Oh, I... Yeah. Um it's a Stardew Valley type thing recently? where you make potions. Uh it came out recently, uh I think about yeah. a week or two ago. Um, yeah, I've been following them for a while, actually, and I actually got to beta test the game, and it was very good. That's and really cool. So I got it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love, yeah, I love the visual style of this game. It looks very pretty. It's, it's almost like Stardew Valley, so it's like almost a little bit more like high res pixel graphics. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool, and it controls really well, because I've been playing it on my Switch. Um, uh-huh. so it's actually been really good to play off that. And the stories so far that I've gotten through is really fun.
0: Oh my gosh, you and can have a dog. I'm sold.
1: Yeah, you can have a dog. You have a dog permanently.
0: Anytime you have a dog or a cat or anything, I'm always here for that.
1: You get to pet the dog.
0: You get to pet the dog. Okay. 10 yeah. out of 10. Yeah. I'm buying it. Yeah, <laughs> 10 you've, of- you've sold me. I <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah this one was kind of on my radar I, I had seen it a little bit and the the visual style definitely looked appealing I was like oh maybe I'll check this out but I love Stardew Valley so maybe I'll give this one, give this one a shot
1: yeah yeah it's definitely got that Stardew vibes um Grave Digger uh-huh. vibe it, it's good all around Ooh,
0: yeah uh, for me I've been playing other than playing Chrono Trigger for the podcast I've exclusively been playing Overwatch 2 um that's pretty much been taking up my time and I, I, I go back and forth between like just pure bliss and enjoyment to just pure rage and frustration which I feel like is is how it works when <laughs> playing that game
1: oh yeah absolute mood i I played it a little bit um a couple of days ago while I was on like leave from work and I will say I love the new hero uh Kiriko she's so Kiriko, sweet yeah. I love her and i swear like every time she does her line daijoubu i'm just like who's asking yeah. me if i'm okay
0: you're like what what's happening oh it just, it just hurt. it's just her it's just her
1: it's just it's just her and like because i've watched a few streams i was so to get her like special edition like mm-hmm. uh, skin and once again every time i hear Daijobu, i'm just like yeah Like what? and it's it's like, I mean? it's like, I'm fine, what? I think
0: they 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 nailed it with all of three of these new character designs. I think they all look great, and they all play wow. really really differently, and they're really fun to play with, too. Like, I, I've been loving Junker Queen.
1: I haven't tried Junker Queen, because anytime I'm a tank, I'm instantly D.Va. She is my main.
0: <laughs> I like D.Va, too. I, I, diva and Junker Queen is kind of the two I've been swapping to, but I was like, oh, I'll check her out. And I was like, oh, I actually really like her, like, moveset and everything like that, so I, I've been enjoying her, but being a, a support main specifically I, I don't care i usually do like when i do uh roll queue i usually pick all key all roles because i don't mm. care about I'll the. I'll, I'll find someone but because no one likes to be support i'm usually always support so mm. i've been really enjoying moira moira has been a lot of fun um but again it's like hit or miss sometimes i'll be like yeah i did great that was such a good match and then other times i'll be like this was terrible i hate this game why do i play this
1: yeah that's an absolute mood. But I remember launching it because like, I'm a little bit late to the party because I was busy getting mm. costumes ready and then being at PAX. So I was absolutely busy. But I launched it and I'm like, none of my skins are here. I've been collecting these skins yeah. since the year after yep. it came out. Where the fuck is my oh, stuff? Um, and so I logged out, logged in a few times and finally it came up. I'm like, you fuckers made me freak out. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I was happening to a lot of people um, and a lot of people hadn't merged their accounts because apparently you have to merge your old account into Overwatch 2 and sign in to have all your skins and everything. But yeah, yeah I was but- the same way when I logged in. I was like, I better have all the skins because I remember playing when Overwatch when it launched and just playing a ton of it, at least that first year, playing a ton of Overwatch mm-hmm. in 2016 when it first came out and definitely falling off a little bit up until recently. And then now playing Overwatch mm-hmm. 2, it's, just, it's so much fun. I'm doing this for science i bought the battle pass because i I was like okay let me let me see if this is worth it because i i praise fortnite does a fantastic job i will i will die on the hill of fortnite's battle pass that i think it's it's very consumer friendly and if you play the game enough then i think yeah you should definitely buy that um Mm -hmm. as as of right now i don't think overwatch 2's battle pass is worth the ten dollars you have to put into it it's just it just isn't i don't know But I'm going to go through it. I'm going to try to play consistently for this whole season to see if it really is worth it, but as of right now, I don't think it is. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Like, I only bought it so I could unlock all the characters straight off the bat, because I do not want (laughs) to go through that stupid leveling up system just to get all my characters back, especially because I'm a Diva main. She's locked straight up. No, I'm not dealing with that bullshit. I am buying it so I could get all the characters ready, and then I'm fine from here on out because I don't give a shit.
0: Well, it's also interesting because, like, a lot of characters have, uh, you know, they have pros and cons. They have characters that can go against their abilities. And it's like, oh, if that character's not working, they switch character, you switch a character. But when you're limited to just, like, the two they gave you in the beginning, you can't really get a counter character if that character's locked necessarily. So it's like, that kind of sucks. Yeah.
1: And it does suck because it's like, I know how to counter things with this character I can't switch mm-hmm. to this character, hence why. Yeah. If you're wanting to play like full range, I would fully recommend just getting the battle pass just to unlock it, and yeah. then go from there. Because I mean, I paid how much did I pay for Overwatch? Because I got one of the um, origin editions, so mm. I paid a good amount of money, which now makes me feel kind of salty because I spent like a bunch of money on Overwatch One, and I can't even go back to that.
0: Yeah. How did you, I don't know if you had, because I know a lot of people had like a lot of loot boxes, like uh, they were saving. How did you feel about like, kind of your loot boxes being like all opened at once? And I was was trying to find, because I had like maybe 30. And they're like, oh, you got all your loot boxes. And I was like, what, where is everything? What did I get? I don't know what I got.
1: Yeah, I didn't have many saved up um, because Mm -hmm. I usually spend a lot of them during the special events. And I think I spent a lot of them during the last, last one. So I really am not upset about that because I had maybe one or two. So I don't know what they opened, but they opened something.
0: I got something from it. Well, that was how I was. I opened them and usually like, I didn't see any like exclamation marks marks over any of my characters. So I was trying to go through all of them to see like what I actually unlocked. I was like, did I get something cool? Did I get something exciting? Did I get a cool like skin? Mm. Couldn't find anything. was upset. Yeah. Um, But I've been like, I've been enjoying Overwatch too. So far, it hasn't like outstayed its welcome. I know a lot of people have been having issues with it, like, oh, it's not really a sequel and it's not, which I I can understand because there's not a lot of changes to it other than there's like the 5v5 and new characters and new maps. But it does feel like an update. But I've been enjoying it. I've been really enjoying my time with it so far. As of right now, don't buy the Paddle Pass. (laughs) I don't know if you can. I did the math and it would take like, If you did all of the weekly quests, which the weekly quest is the only way you can get Overwatch coins just naturally, and you need a thousand for the battle pass, I think it was like 115 days of making sure that you got all of the weekly quests done that it would take you to have enough currency to buy the battle pass. And I'm like, that's relying on me playing a lot of Overwatch, and that's relying on me being good at Overwatch. With those two things, don't happen consistently
1: yeah (laughs) that is a mood
0: i'm not great at it (laughs) but with that let's get into our first game for today the game that i recommended for you to play which is super smash brothers brawl It came out in March March 9th, 2008. I forgot how long ago this game came out. I was like, I remember when this launched and being very excited seeing another Smash Brothers game. Um, but Brawl was a big one. Brawl was a big one for the series itself. They introduced a lot of kind of mechanical things that was different from Melee, which I think put off a lot of people because of how different Melee and Brawl were mechanically. That's why we still see people today playing melee in tournaments and no one's playing brawl in tournaments because melee is kind of seen as like the epitome of the controls and movement of the series. Um, But this was the first game to kind of branch out from the Nintendo roster, you know, Super Smash Brothers was a game that got a bunch of Nintendo characters together to fight. But with the introduction of Solid Snake being a PlayStation exclusive character was was really big at the time. And then Sonic the Hedgehog, which obviously for years in the early Nintendo and Sega were, were rivals for so long, to see Sonic pop up in a Super Smash Brothers game was was crazy. Uh, do you have a lot of experience? Do you remember a lot of kind of early Super Smash Brothers brawl, kind of when this came out?
1: Um, I don't remember too much because back in like that time, I didn't have a Wii yet. I think
0: a Wii. Hmm.
1: Mm. Um, so I don't remember too much early stuff, but I have like back then I did play like a few times with like friends that had it or like yeah. I did end up buying the game. I don't know when but I got it and so like, <laughs> at some I played point. A, <laughs> at some point. so I played a little bit on my own um but yeah, I don't remember many of the early years of it. I remember like some people talking about like, oh my God, there's these characters that aren't Nintendo. Mm. And I didn't play it enough to be like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only one that got me excited was Sonic, because when I saw Solid Snake, I had no idea. I didn't play any Metal Gear games. I was like, oh, it's like, you know, Emo, PlayStation, Ed- Edge Lord, that's over here, and he's in the game. Cool. That's cool. But Sonic, Sonic is the one I was excited for. Um, I was thinking back to us, and I don't, I mean, you've been playing it, I don't remember if there were, there wasn't any motion controls in this game, right?
1: No. No motion controls. <laughs>
0: Which Um, which was weird because it felt like every game in the world at that time had motion control. So it was interesting that they didn't do that for Smash, which I I guess I understand.
1: Yeah. um, Like, because I saw on this, like, it gives you at the screen, like, what controllers would you like to use? Which is either you could do your remote sideways, frontways with a nunchuck. Bar
0: soap sideways.
1: Yep. Nunchuck, straightforward. Or if you had a GameCube controller, you can play off that too um i right. did not play this with my game cube controller because the range like i that's my chase where i sit that cord, w- that cord over-
0: wasn't gonna reach
1: <laughs> it ain't reaching and i was not gonna set it, it up ain't reaching. <laughs>
0: yeah it did ain't you reaching. just play it sideways then or did you play with nunchuck and and WeMo? um
1: my nunchucks actually broken i tried it i tried it and but it broke it, it and it didn't it.
0: work. Uh, oh no. Yeah, so
1: I've been playing the whole thing sideways, and that has killed my thumbs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's how a lot of people played this game back. At least that's how I remember playing back in the day, but even like thinking about it now, and I'm pretty sure like guard is the back B button, right?
1: Yeah, back B for guard. Look- um, these are your obviously your movements. Um, oh, don't turn on. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just on, turns the Wii. on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. God. Yeah, um. Pl- and then the, playing, the other two. Playing with the, the
0: Wii remote. Th- yeah.
1: Uh. The Wii remote. Fuck. Yeah, uh, it's a it, it, um, but the
0: biggest reason that I recommend that you should play this was I mean the the whole game was exciting It's Super Smash Brothers Brawl was was fun but the biggest part of Super Smash Brothers Brawl and the reason I loved it so much was the subspace emissary. Which was the essentially the story mode of this game. You know, there there was kind of like little tidbits of like a quote unquote story in Melee. You know, you had each character had like its little adventure in classic mode that you can go on that had characters that were like familiar from that that one specific series, which was fun. But this one was like full story, cutscenes, boss fights, and that was wild. Like, I middle school Jared when I played this, it like blew my mind, and I I have fond memories with it. And even going back and playing it, I really enjoyed. They had, had like platforming, like it was just such a weird thing. They're just like, let's try it all. Let's do a story mode. Let's add bosses to smash. Let's make platforming sections, and they kind of just threw it all in there. And it's weird, and it, it's clearly they, they didn't continue it going forward. But I thought it was charming, and I was like, you know what? If you haven't played subspace emissary i feel like it's something that you have to experience like it's wild
1: It it is so freaking wild and i it is so fucking charming because like <laughs> there is no dialogue none at nope. all um it is all done through like the characters doing motions and just facial expressions and for whatever reason like you get the whole fucking story out of that and it's amazing and I love um oh, I cannot get over this one part with Diddy Kong, where like Donkey Kong's just been taken, Diddy Kong's right there, mm. and so is Fox. And Diddy Kong's like, please, we need to go save Donkey Kong. <laughs> Fox is like, nah, fuck this, I'm out. And then Diddy Kong's like, no, fuck you, you're coming with me. And just drags his <laughs> ass off. And I'm and the, then they there's, redo there's, it again.
0: Yeah, they there is so crying. much personality in this story, and it's wild. Like you were saying. There is no dialogue in the game. It's all just like grunts, but between the facial expressions and the, just the characters interacting in a way that I don't think we had really seen before. another and the big bad is there's this ship that has this this gun all the, the villains have kind of worked together bowser's there and they're shooting people and turning them into trophies i thought that was really clever because for a while since since original smash we've had like these small trophies you know super smash brothers was supposed to be seen as like oh there's are little toy figures that you're playing with and we got that a lot in melee so it was really cool to see kind of that being introduced into the plot of this someone was going through and transforming these characters into these little trophy forms of themselves. So it is up to these ragtag team of different heroes from different games to kind of try to stop them. But it, I think one of my favorite pairings is there's a section with Pikachu and Zero Suit Samus. And just having mm. them together feels like, they're. Like, this seems like the perfect little team. They're great together.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they were a really good team. My favorite pairing was obviously Diddy Kong and Fox because
0: uh-huh. I
1: don't know why, but just their movement and sets together was very easy for me and yeah. i just like their interactions of just diddy just not giving a shit and just dragging fox around
0: well um, they're like they, they have like, two their personalities kind of balance each other out like diddy kong mm-hmm. is very like over the top and silly just like donkey kong and fox is very serious and like mm-hmm. so like having those two together in in the same scene and interacting with one another is always funny it's always silly
1: it's always silly, yeah. And there were yeah. some really good pairings and there was it was very interesting that like obviously they took out some of the main like big player characters. Um yeah. so Ness, like you don't play Ness for quite a majority of this game. You get mm. Lucas. And I thought Lucas is really cute as well.
0: Lucas <laughs> is adorable. I love Lucas. Lucas
1: is adorable. <laughs> Lucas was so adorable to play as. <laughs>
0: yeah and all those characters like uh, it, it, this is the one where we saw a lot of a lot of new nintendo characters too like we got zero Samus, we got ness mm-hmm. we got star wolf we got pokemon trainer and seeing these characters like i loved seeing pokemon trainer in subspace emissary when they added like what i had wanted for a long time with pokemon is like oh ability like i can choose pokemon and switch them out and, and obviously you can't choose the one you have ivysaur squirtle and charizard it was still cool it's cool being able to choose the three of them and then being able to swap them out
1: Mm. It, was, it was really good to switch them out because i don't think i realized you could until like i just randomly did it i'm like so i could switch oh, I could do this i can <laughs> do this that, that's like been half this game of like wait i can do this like i just figured out i could get the map up in the great maze i was oh, no. wandering around like a headless <laughs> chicken for like a good hour last night going i don't know where i need to go and then this morning i booted it back up and like oh there's a map function
0: there's there's a map there there's There's a map map. yes and it's definitely very helpful in trying to get through that maze a hundred percent
1: yeah and once i had it up it was quite cruisy to get through yeah not that i finished Um, it
0: (laughs) Yeah, this game, and I brought it up earlier. There's like these platforming set- sections, which I think they had a little bit in Melee. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but there was a similar mm-hmm. thing where you kind of would be like, like Mario, left to right, moving across the screen, and they introduced that back into the game. But having obviously set pieces that reflected the place that you're in, like when you were Ness and Lucas, mm-hmm. and you were fighting, um, what's his name, Porky, big big Porky, what's that his name, yeah. Porky something, yeah, I yeah believe- going through that, you would be. Yeah, you would be in the war- their world and everything like that, so it was cool to see the environments and the maps kind of reflect where the narrative is too at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually didn't like the platforming sections too much, depending on who I was playing. So if I had That's Pit Knight, or like a floaty character, it was a lot easier. But the second I had Link, it was fuck <laughs> this shit so much. Link, you're my favorite boy, but, but man, you're making you, you me need want get to get some like, just... agility
0: back up there, my man.
1: Yeah, like his his jump and his recovery is so short, and then there's mm-hmm. Meta Knight that's just like, I'm gonna fly across half I'm just the stage flying
0: around. Yeah,
1: yeah, and like it made me frustrated on the sections where I had those low agility characters, because also playing like the controller sideways. I would be like, okay, time to jump. Oh, shit. Well, I jumped right into a pit because I'm also accidentally pressing the side
0: buttons. Right. And a lot of the time in those like platforming sessions, sections, you're being chased by something. Like in the Ness one specifically, mm. you're being chased by Porky itself. So it's like you're running from something and you're constantly either falling in holes or getting attacked by the thing that's chasing you. And if you're a character, like you said, like Link, that's not agile. It just makes it going through that not, not a very pleasant experience at all.
1: Yeah, and always accidentally coming off flatters because it's like, yeah, okay, go up, bang. Accidentally hit the side button, fall down, start again. It was a good section. I wonder section how much right. of that has
0: to do with the Wii Remote itself and playing it in its, its bar of soap format.
1: Yeah, I think, like, probably if I did play it um with the GameCube controller, that may have been mitigated a little bit. But like I said, I didn't have the reach for that. And I was like, if I'm going to play this, I'm going to play it as if, like, as a person who only has a Wii, so I'll only right. use the controller.
0: Right. Because I think I remember I was, unfortunately, I was one of the kids who were like, oh, I'll sell my old console to get the new one. And I think I remember getting rid of my GameCube to get a Wii, or to get a lot of mm-hmm. things for the Wii, so I didn't have my GameCube controllers anymore, which is dumb, because the Wii's backwards compatible. You can, There's literally ports on the side for your GameCube controllers, and it runs GameCube disks, so it'd be dumb yes. to get rid of it, because the thing still works, but Yeah.
1: Actually, it's only the early iterations of the Wii that were backwards compatible. So I think the first oh interesting two, three years, it was compatible. I still own a compatible one. Um, oh, but awesome. after a certain point, they stopped being compatible because the GameCube was no longer relevant and people who right. had GameCubes either had the old version of the Wii or still had their GameCube. So Nintendo went, we don't need to put this function in anymore so newer wii's um i know personally one of my family members owns a newer wii and theirs and doesn't backwards have backwards
0: compatibility. interesting i knew that because they had come out with the wii mini and like the mm. little tiny red one i think it came out in other colors too but i knew it like didn't mm. have online and it didn't have backwards compatibility and i remembered that but i didn't realize that there was wii consoles like older versions of the wii consoles mm. just didn't have like backwards compatibility at all that's that's wild
1: yeah, and it's not very well known because to be fair, I didn't even know mine was backwards compatible until um someone who um came over and like while me and my sister were away, we gave him full permission to use our consoles and he's like, "Oh, cool. I can bring my GameCube stuff over. You have a backwards compatible console." Uh-huh. And me and my sister went, "We have a what?" Cuz we never <laughs> played GameCubes. We we're, we're too young for that.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was any because I remember the um, the PS3 and there's a clear jump between like which PS3s are backwards compatible because the big mm. George Foreman like grill looking ones those ones were and then like some of them going forward like the slams they weren't but mm. I don't just the Wii the Wii have any kind of distinguishing factors that you would know if it's even backwards compatible or is it just like if the GameCube works then it works and if it doesn't then it doesn't.
1: Yes, so the way you figure it out, um, I can't show you on my Wii because it's actually turned on right now. But there's a (laughs) little. From the remote earlier. (laughs) From the remote earlier, and I still have the game up. Um, But like, you can open this little flap near the back, so you have the top, Uh and there's like this dividing section. And again, I never thought of it, I've seen it for years. But if you open that, it's actually where you plug in the card like the cards, the memory cards, mm-hmm. and your controller. And that's how you know if you have a backwards compatible one because you'll have those slots just, on the top. You
0: have the, so it just doesn't have those slots there.
1: It just doesn't have the slots there.
0: Weird. I did not know that. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's wild. How did this feel to play? Like, obviously going... You've played Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and that's been out, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been seen. Again, Melee's kind of for the competitive people, the, the creme de la creme of this fighting game, but Ultimate Ultimate is, is kind of a complete package mechanically and character-wise. Like, looking at this character roster, too, I was like, that's not a lot of... I feel like it was a lot of characters back then, but now with 80-plus characters, it's like, this didn't feel like a lot of characters.
1: Yeah. I mean, the amount of characters we got throughout it i liked because yeah. i i don't memorize movesets <laughs> unless like <laughs> i play it enough so Meta Knight, right. i understand half of his moveset i think at this point um diddy kong about half as well um pit and fox half because they're my final team that i'm taking through the great maze
0: mm-hmm.
1: um overall like it was very intuitive to learn, like, oh, this is how this character moves. Okay, don't use this character during these particular sections. Right. Um, some of the characters felt better than others because either they float, like, they had a bit more of a free float sort of feel, where others mm. felt very heavy. So, like, to move them even just a couple of centimeters felt like a challenge, where other characters were, like, zipping a bit more. And the thing is like the heavy characters, like some of them made sense because they are very big bulky characters, but then there would be those heavy characters that are very slim and it's like I'm sorry, you you are known in your game. You should be you should
0: be going fast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So like Link, like I said, he's quite slim in his I think it's the Twilight Princess version. Um that is in this game. And so I know from Twilight Princess that he is a little bit more agile than this, and yet he yeah. feels like he's bunkered down, like he is way down. Like, he's wearing his... uh,
0: He's wearing his iron boots.
1: <laughs> yeah, iron boots. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, he's yeah. wearing them all the time. It's like, boy, take them off, please. Take them off.
0: Be fast. Be fast, Boiling. That's interesting, because I feel like in Smash Ultimate, all the characters control and feel different, but I feel like they all... Not that they all control the same, but they have the same kind of feeling to them. Like, if you're Bowser, if you're Link, you know, Bowser is a little agile for, for his size, too, but they don't have that, like, difference in weight to them, where I feel like maybe back in Brawl, they hadn't really mm. figured that out necessarily. Or maybe they just dialed it up more. Like, if you're Bowser, then you're, like, you're really gonna be slow because you're Bowser. But then, like you said with Link, that doesn't really make sense with Link mm. himself.
1: Yeah, and there was of like, a few bigger characters that felt floatier. It, it was mm. messing with me because it's I very much prefer the, like, more floaty feel that you get from Ultimate because even though Mm -hmm. I play, like, maybe a bigger character there, they still float better. Where here, yeah, there was characters that are small but were heavy and others that were big but floaty. It didn't make sense.
0: Yeah, this must have been so weird to go back to play from playing Smash Ultimate. It must have been so strange to play this.
1: It was very strange, because, like, obviously, I went into this knowing I wouldn't have my usual characters, but then yeah. actually going in, it's like, oh shit, I don't have anyone I know how to play, <laughs> other <laughs> like than all of these Link. All people are
0: unfamiliar to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, all of you are so unfamiliar to me. Like, I played a little bit of Ness, but I've never played Lucas before. Diddy Kong? Never. Kirby? I avoid him, and yet yeah, here I am. Being,
0: if all possible, yeah,
1: um, because I usually other people pick him, and I prefer sword characters. Yeah, but yeah, being thrown into this and being like, you've got to learn like some of these characters. It's actually very beneficial. Not that I'll play brawl like with people, but right. it was beneficial to widen my range of. Oh, these are actually characters I prefer. Like I never mm-hmm. played Meta Knight before. This in any Smash Bros, and Meta Knight is like one of my leaders in like my grind through this. Fox being the other one, Mm -hmm. whom I also didn't play much in Ultimate. (laughs) That's uh,
0: that that's interesting too because I feel like if you played Subspace Emissary before, or if you were playing with friends or whatever, Subspace Emissary was a good way to kind of get used to all the characters, play with all the characters a little bit. And maybe find a character that you like, like you said. Like, you're like I never touched Meta Knight. Meta Knight's not a character that I would play. But maybe playing through it through the story, being forced to play with this character, might be like, oh, you kind of get used to his move set. You kind of learn the character a little more. And maybe you find a new character that you love from playing through the story, which I thought was a really cool way to kind of introduce people or almost force people to use characters they might rather avoid.
1: Yeah, and that was actually a really good like way to definitely. Broaden the horizon of people is, yeah, just throw them into this game. And I do like, at the very start, and I think a couple of times throughout, you choose which characters you want to save and who you mm-hmm. wish to keep. Um, so I think I saved Zelda at the very start.
0: Hell yeah. And On then
1: Zelda, I didn't use her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll save you. Never going to use you again now.
1: Yep. Even when I saved her um, in Subspace 1, I think you save either Petra, zelda well in Subspace one and two you go through and mm. you have to go like save as many characters as you want like i was stumbling upon them i actually had no shits to give about saving anyone <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, i'm just trying to get shit done here i don't i don't need to save all these people's lives
1: yeah i was just like i need fox i need meta anyone else i pick along the way is free game i picked up quite a number of them um not everyone but i picked up a mm-hmm. lot and it was very funny because it's just like, wow, I still have a huge roster. Yeah, I'm not using half of you anyway, even though <laughs> half of you I didn't use in the main game.
0: Right. I, I, I can see that too. It, there's like the balance of it where like, oh, here's all these characters that if you play them, you'll get used to them. But then if you find a character that you like and you play as, you're just like, oh, I'll just, I won't play with anybody else. and I'll just play with this one character that I like.
1: Yeah. And like, obviously, some of the bigger game characters I still don't play and it's like oh we're gonna take Ness we're gonna take Mario we're gonna take these guys away and like I was excited to see Ness because Mm -hmm. like Ness and Lucas together is like oh yes they're here together they
0: finally reunite it's so it's so nice it's so wholesome to see
1: it is wholesome to see them like reunite it was great Mm -hmm. but it was so sad to see Ness just sacrifice himself as well like it's
0: so sad
1: it was so there's, sad there's,
0: there's some there's some emotion in this game there's some feels that will be hit surprisingly
1: really is oh like the feels with um uh, samus and pikachu find like the whole like bombs
0: that's and my like, favorite part the samus and pikachu parts are my favorite i love those the most
1: they, they were really good and i actually like their piece sets better than some mm. of the other places
0: yeah, those, like, those are my favorite pieces, too.
1: That scene with the, like, at that point, it's still a robed um, mystery guy. And right. he's just like, guys, let's not do this. Like, please, I've seen too many of you guys go. And just in pops uh, Ganondorf.
0: Yes, Ganondorf.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> I played this last night. <laughs> this part last night. <laughs> I a little bit out of it. <laughs> so Ganondorf comes in and goes, nah all of your attack and then it's just like no don't do this I will save you and then gets lit on fire and then it yeah, reveals
0: the, Rob and <laughs> what a cool character to introduce to like I could essentially a controller with the original and NES his first mm. appearance but to have Rob as a character and Rob's good too I like playing as Rob and to have the big reveal to be that the the hooded like mage guy is Rob himself it's like that's cool That's awesome. Yeah,
1: because you've been seeing Rob the whole time with like all the Robs that like nod at each other and pull open these bombs. But then to have like this big bad guy that's been dropping all these bombs off for people is a Rob himself, and he's just so sad to see his mates go. It was so sad.
0: He just wanted peace. That's all he wanted was peace, (laughs) and he got violence. He got set on fire.
1: Yeah, and then he tried to like stay behind and like continue to help. The other robs he's like i will keep you and then the other guy's like nope you're coming with us which seems to be a theme in this game of oh you're going to do a thing where you're not coming with me no i'm dragging your ass anyway you're,
0: you're getting dragged away there's a lot of dragging that's happened in this game
1: especially by diddy diddy just so right diddy kong right? diddy kong
0: and fox specifically yeah did you uh it's- did you have any kind of favorite bosses from this Mm. because that was the other big introduction is there was there's bosses from a variety of nintendo characters throughout the series and different franchises which a lot of cool Mm. additions a lot of cool characters here
1: yeah um you know like a lot of the bosses were on par like with each other for me they were all Mm. really good except one um god I was just fighting him, and I hate him so much. He has two forms, the meta version and the normal. Uh, oh, not. Um, uh, he's from uh, Samus's game, from Met- Metroid.
0: Uh, God. Uh, Ridley? Ridley. I hate yeah.
1: that motherfucker so much.
0: Yeah, I remember doing I? I thought you were going to bring this one up, too, because I remember the Ridley boss fight specifically giving me trouble while i playing this game and being frustrated when I first played it fighting Ridley.
1: Yeah, especially Ridley when you're on the ship. Because the ship, the whole- and
0: he's, like, grabbing onto the back, and he's, like, shooting fireballs at you when he's on the back of the ship.
1: And when he, like, pushes the ship down. And so you, this is where you need a floaty character to keep right. up. And, like, sometimes they just don't want to stay up. It's like, oh, do I sacrifice the character for this, or do I just... <laughs>
0: bye link it was nice knowing you it's nice bye, you, get, get off! <laughs> get, take those boots off and maybe we'll we'll think about uh bringing you back on the squad
1: yeah he's not coming back on the squad <laughs> uh,
0: i loved Rayquaza. Rayquaza fight is it's pretty straightforward he just kind of goes from like each side of the thing and then you fight him but it's just cool to see pokemon as bosses in this smash game too
1: yeah the Rayquaza fight was actually really fun too um mm-hmm. And I think I figured out a few, like, cool little cheat thingies where I could sit in certain spots and he couldn't hit me. So I'd just be like, okay, as fox shoot, Recoiser.
0: Just shoot, 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 and then hit him. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Not, not
1: even hit him, just shoot the whole time. And he just That's never awesome. hit. It was great. Yeah,
0: because all these bosses, it's like they just have health bars. So you're just, like, getting their health bar down. And when you beat them, you're done. So in theory, if you were Fox, you could just sit there and spam his gun and then use it, and then you win.
1: Yeah, and that's half of the bosses as well, is you just sit there. And if you have a shooty character, you just sit there
0: shooting to keep them away.
1: Or if you have, like, a little bit more of a melee character, it'd be like, if I stand right here, you can't hit me, you could get me on one of these attacks, but I could deal this much damage by the time you deal this much damage.
0: Right, right. Oh, man. I, I'm feeling nostalgic talking and looking back at this game. I was like, I don't like the Subspace anniversary; It's so fun. So, h- h- had you finished it yet? Or you haven't finished it yet?
1: No. I'm okay, cool. at the very last part. So, I'm in the Great Maze currently, and I right. am... I just passed 69%. <laughs> but, <laughs> nice. Um, I think I have, like, the lower corners to go. So, I've okay, got cool. all of the top, all of this side, and most of it was bottom here. It's just this area I need to get. And then I can go off and do the big boss battle.
0: I mean, I just looking back at screenshots from this too, I remember being very lost, even with the map. Not yeah. understanding where to go or what yeah. to do and being very lost during this maze as well.
1: Yeah. I only got lost because I knew I had to go to like the top right corner one because I had a boss battle there that I, had, I hadn't done yet. The thing mm. is, I kept looping between, like, four rooms down here, and I could not figure my way out of it until I figured out the map, and then I was like, oh, okay, so I'm standing here. I can now just go up here. Now I'm up here. I could go over there, and that saved my ass, figuring out that map, figuring and out now it's just been there. like, yeah, and now it's just been like, da-da-da-da-da, and, like, hop, <laughs> like
0: it's within, hopping through like, that an maze. hour,
1: Yeah, it's been an hour, like, this morning, because I was still stuck there this morning, figured out the map this morning, and then within an hour, it just went down here now. Yeah,
0: cuz once you figure out that map, you at least, I mean, I still got lost places, but at least you have like okay, okay I kind of understand where doors lead to and where things will go, so I know kind of what direction I need to go to as well.
1: Yeah, and I now know like what areas I have left to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Um because I drew this very logically where i go through one door and I try to do as much of that path in one go before I go mm, back.
0: Before you go and back go and then try a different. Oh, I see. That's that's smart yeah. cuz you get one whole path done. So you can kind of see where that leads and then you can go back and then you know kind of where that door connects to with different places as well.
1: Yeah. So I think eventually I'll have to go back to one of the other rooms because I have a door there that I haven't gone through yet and I do know I haven't, Mm -hmm. but I'm currently in like a room where it's like five doors. So you have like two top two bottom. It's in the lower corner area.
0: I've got Mm, two of those
1: done and I was about to start like the next lot. (laughs) so i feel like
0: i I I remember this section being a lot of like it took me a long time to do this
1: yeah i mean at this point i've actually found like doing the shadow fights i'm gonna call them a lot easier Mm because obviously i now have my a team so uh, i just sit there spamming the same thing until they just go flying off the map and i could do it (laughs) consistently quickly now so it's like huh this fight that used to take me like 10 minutes up here, then it takes me two minutes down here.
0: Now it takes me, like, seconds down here. Hey, if you can cheese boss fights and you can beat things quicker to get things done, I'm all about that. I'm all about cheesing boss fights.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's been, like, my whole mentality of this game is how fast yeah. can I finish this? I know the time for it is usually around 11 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm getting close to the 20-hour mark. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not that fast, but... <laughs> For are taking it run. All in.
0: You're taking all of the, the, the things in, the scenery, you know.
1: Yeah, but for a blind run, it's been pretty fast.
0: That's awesome. Do you kind of have any other things with the, the subspace emissary that you wanted to touch on, or are you ready to kind of give, like, your final thoughts on it? And then, with that, do you see yourself finishing it at this point, too? I mean, you're pretty much at the end here as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, no, my final thoughts on it is just It's actually a really good storyline. It's really well done for something Mm -hmm. with no dialogue. Um, It's all like, you get the full story just with emotions, the character movements, everything. And even though like you spend like a lot of time in these like levels, they're very visually appealing. So they're very Mm -hmm. interesting to be able to stay in for a while. Some of the bosses uh, I hate, some of the characters, i hate, like
0: you hate. <laughs>
1: but overall it's very balanced it's very it's really fun to play and i mm-hmm. do plan to try and finish it just probably not today
0: no yeah 100 um,
1: because yeah now i'm that close to finishing it i i need to beat that final boss i need to that asshole needs to go down
0: yeah the, the final boss is wild in this game too but that's good mm. that's that's interesting to hear because obviously smash ultimate has like A story mode, but I wouldn't even say that it's as invested as this either. Like with the whole board games version of Ultimate and then being Kirby and kind of going through and collecting characters. Subspace Emissary just feels like it has of like an an overarching narrative that's like weird and different. There's like these weird characters and they're all interacting together, and there's like cutscenes and it's it's weird it's interesting to see we haven't seen like a story from this game i know obviously that's not the the focus of smash at all it's the multiplayer and everything but
1: yeah yeah no ultimate storyline i played 10 minutes of and got bored of this i started (laughs) and i'm like i need to see where this goes i need to see these characters it's just so
0: weird that it's interesting you're like this is strange and i feel like i have to experience more of this
1: yeah and there's like some really like out there moments, strange moments, and sometimes you're just watching a cutscene and you're like, "What? What? That happened? Yeah. Okay."
0: Well, in this game specifically, I feel like really drives home these char- these these characters from random different worlds are all they interact with each other. They're not just like a fighting game that pulls characters from different franchises and worlds they all live in this same universe and they can interact with with one another. And what would happen if they all interacted with each other and had to solve this problem together? And it's really cool to see the subspace emissary do that.
1: Yeah, and their personalities do shine because obviously they're very Mm -hmm. well-established characters. So just throwing them into a story together, you, you would think you would lose some of their personality, but you keep a lot of it Like um there's the scene with Zelda and Link when they're in front of Gandalf and they just look at each other and they are like Link's clearly hesitant but Zelda's like come on you
0: that that was a cool scene like... where they're like we need to work together like he's obviously our our, our main antagonist here but there's there's bigger yeah. there's bigger fish to fry at this point we got we got to work together to take these people out
1: yeah there's bigger fish to fry obviously the bad guys going up against each other uh King DDD versus Bowser and they're like yelling at each other the yeah. background characters like i'm ready to fight for you and then they're like cool okay we're helping each other now and everyone shake
0: like, hands and now we're gonna help each other and you're like what is this yeah. world what is happening that's <laughs> awesome i'm glad just, you enjoy it And it's cool that this this uh story this weird batshit crazy story of super smash brothers brawl still kind of holds up today that that makes me happy and warms my little heart even if the yeah. con- even if you have to play with a weird bar soap Wemo, I think that you should try it out if you have a chance to.
1: Yeah, try it out, and if you do play with the weird um, bar mode, I highly recommend that you take a lot of breaks because those hands, my f-
0: those hands are gonna be cramping.
1: Oh yeah, my fingers hurt, my thumbs from just touching the like d pads. Nah, you need a break on it a lot.
0: I think that- thinking about the Wii remote makes my head hurt of how like that function like there's a one and two button I'm like why what is happening on this controller this feels like a nightmare
1: it is
0: (laughs) yeah okay and with that we're going to move on to the next game the game that you recommended me to play which is Batman Arkham Asylum and I can see you're very giddy because you're very excited to talk about Batman yes So a little bit about the game, Batman Arkham Silent Asylum came out August 25th, 2009 for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Uh, And it was a worldwide release, which is interesting. I feel like especially even in this time, you know, Super Smash Bros. Brawl still was uh, segmented. It wasn't a worldwide release. So seeing games like this come out all around the world at the same time was really cool. Mm. Uh, This was the first entry in kind of like this series of games that they would set up that would turn out to be this massive franchise that people loved third person kind of uh fighting game here um maple what did you love so much about arkham asylum that when you learned that i hadn't played it you were like jared you have to you have to play this you got to do it
1: um so this one has very fun memories with me because i did get it in the summer of 2009 um it is summer autumn time for us for when it was released mm-hmm. um and like so I have very fun memories I'm a big Batman fan so finally having a game that felt like Batman was great mm-hmm. and the free flow combat which was the first of its kind in this game was amazing it was intuitive as like I think I was 10 or 11 when I first played it so like that free flow was great for like a younger me to be able to play but the story behind it also was like on point it was what i expected out of a batman game so i always recommend it to people because <laughs> it is like it is just the perfect feel of batman um right. mind you the um like years and storyline in this um are a little bit wonky because we have Tim in Asylum still. Uh, Jason hasn't been touched. Like, it's a little bit funky right. with, like, where everyone sits. Um, but it was it was a really great game when I played it, and I always recommend it to people. And it's got really interesting facts behind it um, that I actually really like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, even seeing things like, like obviously, we got Kevin Conroy continuing his voice as Batman and then Mark Hamill as the Joker like all of that is like that enough. It's like, okay, this is, this is interesting. This is, this is a serious Batman game here. Um, I did have a little bit history with this. I remember playing it probably a couple years after this, maybe like 2010, 2011. And feeling that like the free form combat was just not for me. Like I put like an hour and a half of it. And I was like, I don't like this game. This game isn't fun. And uh, I always preface that I'm not the biggest Batman fan. I don't dislike Batman by any means, but it helps if you really enjoy a franchise that you can get past some of like the mechanical things you might not enjoy. But with not having a big love for Batman and not really enjoying the combat, I put it off and never played it. Fast forward, like what? We're at five games, and Gotham Knights will be the sixth, or is Gotham Knight the fifth?
1: Uh, so these um games are Origin, Asylum, City Knights, or Gotham Knights will be the fifth five. game. Yeah. Um. So five
0: games now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know where it sits in the storyline yet because mm-hmm. it, again, this is a little it's bit weird. funky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm curious after this, dude, because uh, I I really know nothing about all the other games, lore-wise, timeline-wise. So I don't know if there is, like, the sequel to this. Is Origins, like, is it a prequel? Is it supposed to be a prequel? Because it sounds like a prequel. Uh, Or is Origins follow? Is that the next game right after Asylum?
1: So the canonical storyline that you should follow if you ever play these games is Origins Uh because it is the year one Batman story. So Batman's not even known to the uh, GCPD at this point.
0: All right, so cool. so this is like uh, like a, a, a origins of Batman.
1: Yeah, so it's setting up a few of his villains that you see later in the series. It sets okay. up Batman as a whole. Um so you'll see like a few gadgets that Batman has there that isn't in city, isn't in asylum. Um because obviously different time. Um mm-hmm. but it's very interesting because Origins was made after Asylum, but it was made by a separate company. So some people oh, say that it. yeah, so some people say that it doesn't fit into the like canonical storyline because it's by a different company. Um, however, most fans of the series will say that yes, it is because it still follows on with a lot of the story that was set up in Asylum, and it actually fixed a few plot holes from Asylum, especially okay. Bane. Because anyone who knows Bane from the comic, he's actually pretty smart. And yet in Asylum, we have a pretty dumb Bane. <laughs> So yeah. Origin fixes that up, um explains that away. Um so yeah. So Origins Asylum, then City, and then Knights. And that is your canonical storyline of what order you play this in. Right.
0: And, and you said you're still um, unsure from like the promotional where Gotham Knights falls in all of this.
1: Yeah. Um because it clearly takes place like after Batman is gone. We don't know if it's yeah. Batman going after Nightfall from Mm -hmm. the Arkham Asylum series, or if it's like a new storyline we're now getting. Because Mm. we have some established characters here. So we have um, Nightwing, Red Hood, um, Robin, and Batgirl. The thing is, I believe the Batgirl in that game is Barbara Gordon. Right. I don't know 100%. I need to wait till I play, because if they say it's Stephanie Brown or uh, Cassandra... Then I know where it sits. But if it is is Barbara. Sorry to
0: interrupt you. Is she in a wheelchair in Arkham Asylum?
1: Yes. So Barbara Gordon. I thought I missed that. I was like, I
0: swear she was in a wheelchair. Yeah, she's Oracle. I was like, I swear she's in a wheelchair in this game. Okay, cool.
1: Yes, um, she is in a wheelchair. It is Barbara Gordon. Um, Mm -hmm. so she is Oracle, and so that's why I'm like, where does this sit? Because she has red hair, which is Oracle's hair colour. It's not that blonde that Stephanie Brown's known for. It's not the black that Cassandra is known for. So interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where all this fits. But I I'm finally watch so l- Batman
0: lore today. I'm very excited.
1: <laughs> uh, I could just sit here and just do Batman lore for hours. Just do,
0: well, the rest of this episode is going to be Batman lore, guys. Just, just Batman yeah. lore. I'm very um, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's exciting. I'm, I'm very excited for this. yeah getting into kind of the story for arkham asylum let's see let's see if i actually uh, remember the story here so it was that joker had assaulted gotham city hall mm-hmm. and batman caught him and he was taking him to arkham asylum he was worried was like, this is too easy joker must be planning something which is exactly what happened when he got there joker and harley quinn t- kind of took over arkham asylum they said they they had put a bomb in gotham so if anybody tried to assist batman in arkham asylum they would set up this bomb so it's batman trying to take down joker and harley quinn they also kidnapped uh commissioner gordon mm-hmm. so it's it's doing all of that in that harley quinn and joker released kind of all of the prisoners and all of some of the big bads that were in arkham asylum like killer croc and it's scarecrow was there t- is was scarecrow yes. there or i'm, I'm unsure of yes. scarecrows okay
1: scarecrow, scarecrow is there and then like we talked about bane as well
0: yeah okay cool <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah, no, that's pretty much the storyline is um Joker actually set up the thing before, so I think there is another game. So sorry, I'm I'm actually wrong. I believe there is six games now. Um this, it's just the, there's
0: so many. When I was looking at this, I was like, there's a lot more Batman. Yeah, games no one remembers that the I forgot
1: DS games. Um but Joker sets off gets his um like he has a little gang, so he gets his gang to set off um some bums to destroy blackgate so that they mm-hmm. get sent over to the asylum. And so that's how you get so many bad guys in this game is because there's uh, so blackgate many bad
0: guys in this in this game. There's a, there's a lot of them in here. I was like, "Oh wow, there's a lot. There's a good amount of bad guys in this." I was realizing there's going to be all this.
1: Yeah, because traditionally Arkham Asylum is for the criminally insane. So usually only mm-hmm. the really big bads are in there um or people who cannot be held in Blackgate prison because they just find it too easy to get out. Right. Not that the asylums any better apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um, but I like the story. It was interesting. I mean, it, it's fun. I Immediately when it first started, they're like, oh, it's way too easy to get Joker in here. And I was like, yeah, he's going to take over the place and run out to stop Joker. That feels like that feels like it was setting itself up very well here.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but that leads right into kind of the, the, the gameplay of this, which was the part that I, I disliked when I played it the first time. And I don't mind it now. I mean, a lot of games have something similar to this. Like when I was playing, it was a little akin to like Assassin's Creed where it's a lot of kind of button mashing and then countering when prompted. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought that was fun. I think that there, I I can see how some people might think it's repetitive because it does happen a lot of the same, a lot of the time. But what I liked in this game as, as you obviously go through and, and, and level up, you'll unlock more perks, and it was really cool seeing because the thing I know of Batman and he has a wide arsenal of gadgets and fun things that you can use. And definitely in Arkham Asylum, it, it seems like they give you a lot of those gadgets. And it's really fun like beating guys up and unlocking them and having things like the sonar bat ring or like the um, oh, what's the thing where you like spray the goop and you explode like uh, the explosive. The uh... explosive gel explosive gel like yeah seeing a lot of that stuff is like cool like this is this is these are things that I think Batman would have in his arsenal and giving the player a lot of that to kind of mix up combat and not only use it for combat but use it for exploration and solving puzzles because what I didn't realize is this isn't only like beat em up Batman game but there's a lot of kind of detectiveness to this as well which I really enjoyed which I didn't realize was part of this
1: yeah it's usually when people talk about these games they're talking about like oh the combat style which like i said yeah. it was the very first of its kind to be this free flow um yeah. so it's a rhythmic free flow i think is like what they've officially like
0: the term of coined it
1: coined it but yeah no there's actually a lot of detective work you've got the riddler trophies that if you want a 100% the game you go around
0: God, like doing riddler and constantly berating me every time i find a trophy he's like oh that was an easy one i was like okay it took me a long time to find that one okay leave me yes. alone riddler <laughs>
1: He gets worse um, in the series. Oh, um, Like, fuck, in Nights, he is just always on the big screen, like, complaining to Batman, saying, why aren't you doing, like, my stuff? Is why
0: aren't you doing my things? I set this all up for you, and you're not participating. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, he actually full-on complains, like, oh, well, I guess I'll just kill Catwoman at one point if you're not going to do stuff. It's like, your your oh, mission yes. is, like, bottom of my list mate fuck off
0: right I, you're like i have bigger things to deal with right now riddler you are not my problem at the moment
1: yeah but the riddler trophies um were a good setup in that mm-hmm. particular like in the asylum game because some of them you find like as you're wandering around so eventually you're just like i need to find them all
0: mm-hmm.
1: so they're yeah. kind of fun
0: um yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the gameplay of this. The only thing that I had a gripe with specifically was some of the bosses. The bosses, mm. just a lot of them feel repetitive. Like it feels like throw Bat Ring, dodge, and then hit. And that was a lot. I just, so I have, I didn't finish the game yet. I'm, I'm close Not to right. the end. I had just recently, or the last big boss fight I did was Poison Ivy. And that one was really fun. Like that one was very big, bombastic. It still felt like you'd throw Bat Ring and attack, but it, it, dodging like the vines and stuff like that was a lot of fun and it was different enough because it felt large it wasn't just like i was in the arena and i was like dodging bane's charges and then throwing a bat rang at it and stuff like that so I, I really enjoyed poison ivy but with some of the other ones yeah it kind of felt like it was the the same kind of way to combat the the bosses which i was like i mean it's, it was fine but it would have been cool to see him utilize some other uh like abilities and equipment to fight some of these other bosses
1: yeah. The bosses in this one are very like very much one-note unless mm. you're going up against one of the rogue gallery type ki- guys. So uh Scarecrow's boss battle which I guess oh, you don't yeah. consider it a boss battle. Um right. so you enter in the morgue, you do some investigation, you get stabbed by the fear toxin. And so that wild. is a wild scene. It's a wild scene and it is a stealth-based um boss battle because right you're not trying to fight him you're just wandering around trying to avoid his gaze and that was a really cool set piece and a boss battle mm. um
0: no i really I, I told i forgot about scarecrow but i loved the scarecrow things those were great like <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a lot of people complaining about it and not enjoying it because it is recycled a couple times throughout the game i've done it at least like two or three times so far at this point but I liked yeah. it being able to have like change the whole perspective to kind of like this side-scrolling stealth game where you're running and diving between cover and using your like a, you're still using your equipment to like knock down crates so you can hide behind so you don't get seen by a Scarecrow. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good break between kind of the the which some people might think the repetitiveness of the other fights. I thought these ones were great.
1: Yeah, the Scarecrow fights. Um, so there's three of them, I believe, off the top okay. of my head. So you only have three, and. Yes, they're a little bit repetitive, but they also give you enough variety between them that Mm -hmm. that way, like, you get a full, like, effect out of it. Because I'm sure the last fight, you do a little bit of an arena thing. And then. Okay, so maybe I've
0: just done two of them then. Because I think I've only done two, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's like one more where the very final part is like a little bit of an arena. And then Mm. you manage to, like. I guess I can't say it if you. Are our are, are we allowed to do spoilers? That's the question.
0: I don't I don't want spoilers at all, so I, it's fine if all you right. want to talk about it.
1: Um, so like the very final piece that you do with Scarecrow is like after you've done the whole beat em up, you actually manage to get him with his own fear toxin. Um, oh, through a cool. fence, and that's yeah, I believe it's through a fence or something. And I think that is like when you know you've finished Scarecrow's parts. Mm. So I think you have one more to go. Okay. Um, unless I have remembered how many i'm wrong
0: no because i Um, i I haven't uh, all the scarecrow stuff i've done so far has just been those platforming parts i haven't i haven't done and like at the very end you shine like the big like spotlight on him and then that's how you finish him i've only done that twice and those have been both times that it just happened so
1: there is one more because i think you haven't done killer croc yet have you
0: you just did poison
1: ivy
0: i just finished poison ivy fairly recently
1: yeah, so you have two more okay. galleries to go before you get to the okay. final boss.
0: Okay, cool, um, cool, I'm excited.
1: I will say the Killer Croc section uh, also breaks the mold and you will like it.
0: Um, okay, that, that's that's reassuring to hear.
1: Yeah. Um, it's actually one of the sections I get the most freaked out at because obviously it's very stealthing around trying to avoid Killer Croc. Yes, oh, that's, you do for- So
0: terrifying.
1: You throw batarangs at him, but he pops up out of nowhere. Like, he, you have to be careful, and you just hear the sound of, like, him popping up. And
0: then you have to batarang, or if you don't, you're going to get caught by him.
1: Yeah, and he can come from any, like, area. So if you're in, like, this crossroad of four rows, it's... Mm. You could be looking one way, but he could be coming from behind you, and you got to do quick Ooh. spins to figure okay. it out.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm excited for that. That's That sounds interesting. Uh surprisingly, the thing that I had struggled with more I have not been the bosses, but the the, the sections where there's multiple guards where well, they start introducing the guards that have guns, and so there's multiple mm. of them, but they also have the callers where if they're taken out, they notify the other guards. Uh. I've I've lost on those so many times. They're so frustrating because I feel like I was just bad at this, at at trying to run like kill someone, run away. There's one specifically that I just did in the um Oh gosh, and I'm blanking on the word. Where where's poison ivy at? She's in the. Um,
1: she is in the. Um, oh, I I would call it an arboretum, but it's not an arboretum. That's for trees. Um, greenhouse.
0: Greenhouse. Thank you. I was like plant house glass. I couldn't think of the word, but yeah, yeah. in in the greenhouse where the only like place to hide is like there's grates on the floor, so I literally yeah. just hide in the grates. And then I'd wait till some of the guards came down and I killed them. But if I if I knock them out near the grates, they'll just look in the grates and then shoot me. I'm like, God, those are the ones I have struggled with the most so far is the the ones with the guns and the sensor uh, necks things.
1: Yeah, predator sections are a bit harder. So that's like that area of what that yeah. particular like beat of the story is called. It's called a predator section. Gotcha. Um, because they obviously use it a lot. It is, it can be very interesting because yeah, There's gun sections. Um, I know in city there is an entire predator Mm. section with snipers, and that actually gave me.
0: There's a sniper section in this too that I remember. I died a lot at as well.
1: Yeah, except um, like this one is turned up to eleven in the city, and it actually gave me. (laughs) It gave me trouble for about an hour. (laughs) I did it on stream, and it was like an hour of me just dying constantly. but yeah, the Predator section that's, that's
0: good to look forward to. I'm glad there's gonna be another frustrating sniper part that I have to deal with.
1: Yeah, but that's not until like in all the games, but you're fine.
0: <laughs> cool, cool. I'm fine for now for the time being. Um for the time yeah, being. so I I was a little frustrated with those. I did love the detective stuff in this, like being able to mm-hmm. use his kind of detective vision to either see like fingerprints or see different clues and kind of focus in on that. I the kind of the first Batman game that I've played that kind of deals with both of those things. Where obviously Batman is a superhero, he's beating up guys and fighting them, but there is also this detective, and uh, the yeah the, the detective aspect to him. So it was really cool to see the balance of both of those. I really liked the little um, thing you used to like uh, hack the electric doors, and you have to use like mm-hmm. the analog sticks. So I like those. I thought that was fun. I was like, cool. This feels very fun. It's interactive. You have to match like the waveform until it turns green. And I was like, that's cool. I like that.
1: and like the detective section section sections are actually really good um because yeah like you said most times when you see batman in games it is based around his more crime fighting side but this is a master hacker a master detective like he is the world's greatest detective he didn't get that title for nothing (laughs) and it's good to see rocksteady go in and given an attempt. Um, Yeah. Especially because this is actually um, an iteration of a game that never came to be. Oh. Yeah. So there was meant to be another game made by Warner Brothers uh, Game Studios instead, based around the Batman movies at the time, which Mm -hmm. um, like everyone wanted something there. And that was going to be very much a... Batman beat him up, because that's mainly the focus of the movies at the time.
0: Right, right. And,
1: and what happened is uh, the actor for Commissioner Gordon during like the movies accidentally let it spill that they were working on a <laughs> game. And then Warner Brothers stopped. I don't know if it's because it got leaked or because it just no longer was viable to them.
0: Right, so right.
1: They stopped and they handed off this project to Rocksteady who had one game under their belt at this point. So they just kind of built on it with what they that's wanted. That's cool.
0: And that have been a risk for them too, because it's like, well, let's see what they can do with uh, with Batman. And clearly they knocked that out of the park because there's been a thousand Arkham games since then. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I know this is this is fun facts. There's just so many fun facts that I'm learning about Batman in these games. <laughs> Maple's full of fun facts here.
1: Yes. Um,
0: yeah, I... I think what helped me with this game too, is I had not just but the last like superhero game I played was Marvel Spider-Man. Mm. And I had, had kind of put that off for a while. And I was like, let me play that. And I absolutely loved that game so much. Similar thing. Like Peter Parker is very tech savvy. There's a lot of beat him up stuff, but he had a, also had a lot of gadgets and a lot of upgrades that made that game feel fun and made that game feel like it would be how the character would interact with the world. Um, And so going into this, I got a lot of enjoyment, a lot of similar vibes from it. And it was cool to kind of see the origins of this. You know, like you said, Batman Arkham Asylum was kind of the first of this kind of Mm -hmm. gameplay. And Marvel Spider-Man, I imagine, took a lot of nods from this. And as it's it's been iterated, reiterated, and improved on throughout the years has come to what it is now. But it's really cool to see both sides of that.
1: Yeah. And yeah, the Spider-Man games do... Um, use the gameplay style that um, yeah. the Arkham series actually did build and have been improving which is great because if you are a fan of the Spider-Man games, going into this, um, you may find like the early games a little bit janky because obviously 2009 even yeah. with the remaster which I believe is the version you're playing and it's the version yeah. I played on stream um, they did fix a lot of bugs um, but, but it's still, it's still, it's still an yeah,
0: older game yeah it's so still it's still a, a dated game
1: yeah but i will say the graphics did live up to the time and it still lives up now a bit
0: <laughs> i think i think the setting definitely helps it being like this very rainy kind of asylum that you're walking through the xbox 360 sheen that a lot of those games have really like it really builds the environment it helps the setting um but yeah, yeah playing spider-man and like have the same gameplay that i complained that i didn't like in batman enjoying it in spider-man i'm like okay i gotta go try batman again because i gave this game so much shit and i loved it here i can't say i hated it here so let's go let me go back and try this again
1: you gotta go back Um, and play it again um right
0: right but But no i think the game the game looks good especially for the remaster i i haven't really looked at what it looked like on the 360 i imagine it they just, like you said, fix bugs. They kind of polished it a little bit. But overall, it's it was, wasn't was like a remake. It was just kind of a, a polish of the original game.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember playing the 360 version because, obviously, I don't know if I still own my copy of it. I know I own my copy of Origin still. But I remember, like, the graphics in that, they look very similar to what they are now. This one's just, obviously, mm-hmm. that little bit more polished.
0: Right. Um,
1: and I think there were a few bugs from, like obviously like i said the 360 version that i found um didn't carry over here so it was it was very good for that
0: yeah where would you recommend that i because i you've i'm hooked now like i'm gonna play the rest of these mm-hmm. because i enjoyed i i, I know that they're gonna get better so that's why i'm excited for it because i'm like cool this this did some cool things but i know in some of the ones going forward they've only built on this so i'm excited to check out the more modern versions of it I play origins next is that the next one that I should play
1: I mean I like origins because it does build on the story it's still
0: yeah
1: it's that weird in between city and asylum and it obviously like I said it's made by a third person like third company um so it's got a little bit of jank to it but it's got some good story beats that will help you understand oh that's why this is like this for all of like these characters though yeah. you can jump straight into city and not lose a thing um
0: okay so if i skipped origins i wouldn't be missing anything crucial um yes. does does origins share the same gameplay as asylum because i know going forward they kind of lose a lot of their linearity and they open up a bit more into like city is, is Origins similar to that or is it kind of a weird amalgamation of both
1: it's a little bit of a weird ish amalgamation because okay. obviously, this company did get told this is going to be the future project, City. Um, mm. I believe or- Origins had like 18 months to build theirs, where City had um, a lot longer, mm. and so Origins is starting to show that open world like okay. feel to it. Um, you get like a small section of like Gotham, um. You do a lot of fast travel in the Batwing, which is cool. You get the Batwing. That's Um, really cool. You don't get to use it too often, though. Um, But, like, you start getting this open-worldness, but you still have set pieces that are very enclosed. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, you're starting to do, like, a lot more, like, open-world wandering around sort of stuff. So it's not... gotcha very linear like asylum is but it's not quite full open world of like city and nights
0: right and i i mean i said linear but i think i don't even call asylum linear i think it's a lot more akin to like a metroidvania where you see yourself walking back and forth through corridors opening sections that connect to other sections going back to previous sections from my experience it's more of how it is but it isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily open like some of the other games are Um, yeah yeah wb Definitely. montreal wb games montreal the people that did um origins yes so i was like oh interesting yes like i said um, rocksteady do the rest of them going forward after origins
1: yes i do believe rocksteady has done the rest of them going forward yes i could confirm sorry i had to quickly look at my case um
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh
1: yes they did the rest going forward um yeah Because they obviously got more time out of it. Um, Origins Mm -hmm. was just a way to do an in-between game. Because everyone was calling for a new Asylum. Like a new Arkham game.
0: Like a sequel to this.
1: Yeah. City wasn't ready yet. Um, No one had actually found the Easter egg in Asylum. So they didn't know City was coming.
0: Oh, so, interesting! Is there like a post-credit yeah, scene in Asylum? No,
1: well, post-credit scene actually kind of um leads up to um some like depending on what you get, you have to tell uh-huh. me who you get at the ending. Um, I, I remember that watching
0: you stream this and you were trying to get like a specific character at the I end. I was
1: trying to get a specific character. I got the wrong one.
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Um, but depending on who you get, will set up either the city or knights. Um, but oh. I did I did try this in my stream but there is a hidden room in Quincy Sharp's office. You have okay. to use three explosive gels on a very particular wall when you blow it up it reveals a room with all the schematics and information about city. So it was an Easter egg to show off city.
0: Is this, is this wall, like, when you use your detective vision, Is it, like, come clear like the other walls, or it doesn't? Oh, that's nope. so weird. How did you find it? That's so crazy.
1: Um, The thing is, no one did. So when Rocksteady was getting ready to do announcements for City, they realized no one had found this, because if someone found it, obviously, it would be everywhere. Yeah, they would have so, been like,
0: oh, City, there's another game coming. There's going to be a sequel. Right, right.
1: Yeah, and they had that planned all the way back from then. So what Rocksteady did was... They released it themselves. They're like, by the way, guys, here's an Easter egg. (laughs) I
0: just told people about it. Like, here's this Easter egg. Go do it.
1: Yeah. And that's the only way people figured it out. Because it doesn't show up on detective vision. It's got a weird quirk to be able to, like, get it open. And so no one knew about it. Because, obviously, you didn't think anything of it.
0: Well, I feel like even if someone found it, for the most part, at least in my experience, one explosive gel is enough to open, like, walls and explode them. Like, you don't need multiple. And I feel like even if someone did did twice accidentally, three is, like, intentional. Like, two is an accident if you accidentally, like, do the gel. But, like, three times means, like, you're intentionally putting multiple here and exploding this very specific wall.
1: Yeah. And, like, there was apparently, like, a way to, like, figure this out. Um, There was hints or something. I don't know what they were. To be fair, I couldn't find the wall during my stream. I know of it. And I don't know if they removed it from the remaster because obviously the city, Mm. um, it's been released. I think I did find it in my 360 version a while back. So I know it exists. I found it. It's
0: real, I swear.
1: (laughs) But I can't find it in my remaster. That's the only problem.
0: Yeah, maybe it was removed from the remaster. Like you said, it seemed like the intention of the Easter egg was to set up the sequel. And they're just like, people know about the Easter egg now. No really need for it to be in the remaster
1: yeah and obviously because now people figured out from that game oh yeah rock city will do these type of hints they found the hint that was put into city that set up knights
0: <laughs> that's so cool there's so many interweaving like mm. storylines and plot I- i'm excited for this too it got kind of bleeding into did you have any questions for me about like arkham asylum about anything specific that you were curious about um,
1: so you obviously touched on like, you didn't really like some of the boss battles, but mm-hmm. like, how did you feel about the very first Titan boss battle?
0: I think it was fun. Like, it, because it was kind of the first time that I interacted with this, because up up until that point, you're fighting normal, like enemies, you're fighting the normal like residents of Asylum and you just beat them up easily. But when you get to this big dude, you're like, Oh, I got to dodge. Probably literally didn't dodge the entire time I played the game up until that point. And I was like, Okay, so it, it was a good kind of like it, that was the start of that and i was like this is cool this is an interesting way of doing this during the bat rank, kind of dodging the attacks and everything and in that room specifically kind of running into the electric uh, fences or the electric doors all the time that happened to me so much i constantly was running into those things accidentally <laughs> um but i actually did enjoy it i i, I really did but it, it was just like seeing that same kind of pattern show up in some of the bosses too it was just like okay i mean this is like a little bit of the same like i said i really i loved uh poison ivy's fight Mm. and that area is called the botanical gardens now that i I was looking at the walk yes ah that's that's what i was looking for why do they have
1: one on asylum no one knows
0: (laughs) it's so when the inmates get bored and they want to start like their own uh plant collection they can do that i don't know what a plant collection is but sure why not
1: but you have poison ivy there. You you know she's going to take it. That,
0: yeah, that's a little like that's a little like okay. We have this woman that controls plants here, and we literally have a full massive botanical garden. This feels like something that shouldn't be here.
1: Yeah. Um. Did you have any other like troubles with other predator sections? I know you had troubles in the botanical, but where where else did you have it anywhere else, or did you manage to get through the others pretty quick?
0: Um, I imagine to get through them pretty easily, like fighting. I fought Bane and Bane wasn't too much of an issue. Cause it was a lot of the same. I mean, uh, when I started struggling with Bane is when they're like, here's Bane. And now there's also other guards that you have to fight too. And it was like, okay. And then, um, fighting Harley Quinn just before the botanical gardens, uh, I did find myself getting electrocuted, trying to like mash X to get up over the things. I didn't do it quick enough or like, it wasn't registering quick enough and then getting electrocuted. Uh, I died once or twice on that fight too, but, no, they're all they're all relatively straightforward.
1: Yes, the fight with Harley Quinn where you throw right exactly. She a- she
0: stands up in a building and pushes the electric button and lets guards loose. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and then like the one time you fight her, you just throw her into a pole.
0: Yep, and that's- then that's it. That- yeah, it's like,
1: okay, and that continues fine. on with every game. You just
0: oh that's what i was gonna ask i was like do you ever like fight fight her in any of the other games or okay that's what <laughs> i that's like half fight. the yeah, time exactly. she fight, fight.
1: yeah she pops in she'll be like i'll get you Does flips and then you just like throw
0: yeah that was you're after done. the boss fight that's exactly what she did did does a does a cartwheel and then batman's like "Nah, no nah, here put you in your cell you're done
1: yeah she does it in city she yes. does it at night you just throw her <laughs> every time
0: <laughs> that's awesome um but yeah getting to my final thoughts here i really enjoyed arkham asylum i was definitely wrong about my assumptions the first time i played it this game i think holds up it's a lot of fun and even though i think the the combat and especially the boss fights can get a little repetitive i think if even if you have a semblance of interest in this i think playing it just to kind of get the roots of where this franchise came from and a lot of the combat that we see in games like assassin's creed and games like spider-man is really cool to see and is interesting enough to want me to play through it so I can play other games. I think I'm definitely going to play Origins after I do finish this and probably throughout all of them cuz you've convinced me that I want to play this series now and also Gotham Knights looks fantastic so I want to play <laughs> I want to play that eventually too. Yes, um, uh,
1: coming out uh for me next Friday. Oh well, this coming Friday yeah. so everyone get like ready. A, yeah,
0: exactly. V- very very soon. Um, but there was something about games between the years of like 2007 and 2010. All of these were bangers. Like, these 360, that era of 360 was just like, they were pumping out bangers that just are great games today. And I think Batman Arkham Asylum is definitely one of them. If you haven't played it, I think you should go play it because it's available in lots of places now. If you have the PS Plus collection, I think there there is that collection that has, is it Origins that it has Arkham Asylum and Origins? That is no, two.
1: Origins is not considered um in any of collections it is the okay. collection of asylum and city
0: asylum and city that's what it is yes. okay
1: you could get it for the UPS, 4 the ps5 the xbox one the xbox x i think it's called right now
0: yeah the and x pc
1: and the
0: yeah so go play those it's it's been fun and i'm excited to check out the rest of them as well
1: mm. yes <laughs>
0: But that that is the episode that is the game super smash brothers and batman arkham asylum mabel thanks so much for coming on and talking about these games it was so much fun and i bet we could talk about batman lore for another hour and a half and you'd <laughs> be really fine with that
1: very easily i could talk about the entire series all the facts i know all of the little easter eggs everything
0: <laughs> we'll have to talk about it as i play through these games and share excitements for it because i'm excited to learn more about this too. and all the fun facts you have i was like this is great this is so much fun
1: yes um i kind of go into rabbit holes when i find games i like so (laughs) easter eggs and facts just start piling up
0: a hundred percent and you can get all that stuff in your streams go check out maple if they don't know maple where can people find your streams on the internet
1: um so you can find me on twitch um twitch.tv slash aussie maple leaf um you can also find my twitter which is Ozzy Maple Leaf there too. I don't remember my app for it.
0: <laughs> I forget my app all the time. I <laughs> my, my personal one, th- I'm like, it's something. I don't remember. I
1: think it's like Oz Maple or something like that. I switched it from one of the other ones. Oz Maple, what do you know? <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, But yes, I usually try and stream Tuesdays through to Fridays. Um, and obviously, Buds are up, especially the drunk stream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the... Those are those are really entertaining to uh to watch they're they're very fun
1: mm. um but yeah we're, we're just chaotic over there
0: <laughs> perfect chaos crew all the way and all yes. of the links for her twitch and the her socials will be down below so go check her out streams are so much fun but again Mabel, thanks for coming on I had a blast talking about these games with you
1: Thank you very much for having me on, and thank you for the recommendation. It's been fun, and I'm glad you have enjoyed mine. I am. Yes, near I'll, true. i
0: Any any time to spread the subspace emissary a cult and bring more people into it.
1: <laughs> any chance to spread the asylum?
0: The Batman, series. the Batman lore, and bring people into the Batman cult.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode, and we'll see you next time. Peace out.